Welcome back to episode 15 of the Football Experience. We're back. Uh, it's just us two this time. No guest. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's get straight into the previews. So the first one's West Ham versus Leicester. Um, what do you think the score is going to be for this, though? I think the score is going to be who won to West Ham. But I've gone with. I think you know. I, just before this, obviously Rice was um, called out injured. Mm. Uh, we, you know, they will miss him. But I think you know they've got Suchet. They've got a lot of people in good form. Lingard, and all of them. They've they've got a really good squad at the moment. They're on good form. You know, they're they're currently battling for Champions League places. Yeah. Whether that's going to be the case the whole time, I don't know. But you know, I, I know Leicester are obviously as well. But I actually, I think West Ham are going to have too much for a, you know, slightly injured Leicester side. You know, they've still got the likes of Barnes and Madison out, I believe. Um, mm. Which I think will be a big mess for them. Yeah, because I put 3 2 for West Ham as well for this one. But these are both very good teams at the moment as well. Um, but yeah, West Ham, it'll be interesting to see if they do finish in the top four. Because it's looking like they'll at least get the Europa League at this point. Yeah, I mean, the the battle seems to be between, you know, it's everywhere from third to sixth, I think. It, like um, Leicester, West Ham, Chelsea and Liverpool. That seems to be the battle right now. Mm. I think West Ham have to play against a few of those teams before the end of the season, obviously Leicester being one of them. But um, I think we have to play them as well, Chelsea. Yeah. That that's going to be they're going to be the important games for them. Yeah. To try and push on higher than Europa League. But. Yeah, because obviously West Ham are going to be playing uh, Wolves tonight as well. Um, so so it'll be heavily dependent on the score of that as well. Obviously, that will probably have happened by the time this goes up. Yeah. But. If it if it has happened before, I'll put something in there just to oh, okay. say. Cool. In the Wolves game, uh, Antonio nearly scores in the first three minutes, and then Lingard had an amazing run, then slots it in. That was just showing his quality, really. Then West Ham sc- scored a second to make it 2 0 by 4 nils. Uh Sorry for the pronunciation, probably wrong. Then Jared Bowen uh, scores to make it 3 0, and then Wolves scored to make it 3 1 by Den Donker. Then Fabio Silva scored to make it 3 2. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to Spurs versus United. Uh, one thing I, I will say about that is uh, this isn't a reaction we, we're doing, but Newcastle Spurs was a two-all draw. Um, so yeah. Spurs, seeing them, I don't know if you saw the Mourinho interview after when um, so uh, they were, he was asked about like what was going on, and he says uh, if he was if he was still a good manager. And then he goes, same same manager, different players. So he's basically blaming it all on the players. Uh, classic Mourinho style. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, he tends to do that. But, um, you know, you're looking at a team. I, 
I, I get what he means about the players, don't get me wrong, but I don't think that's necessarily something he can blame because he did actually have a window where he got to go and sign players that he wanted. And I don't mm. think he players in the right positions. You know, yeah. like, don't get me wrong, Bale coming in, and for a while it wasn't looking like it was too great of a deal for them, but, you know, he's improved. He's been playing better more recently. But I think defensively they're just a bit weak. Um, you know, I, I think they've got a heart, an okay centre back partnership. You know, they've got, but they've still got people like Eric Dyer in there. Like, for, for a side, if you want to push from where they are to Champions League football, Eric Dyer can't be in there. Yeah, I, I've never really, I don't really like it when he plays at England, if I'm honest, Eric Dyer. It's, I think he's got players like Son and Kane and that, so him complaining about the stuff, the players he's got, I don't really understand. No, he's got arguably the best striker in the world. Maybe mm. never, but you know, he's up there at the very least. Yeah, um, it's at least a debate. One of the best, better wingers in the in the Premier League at the very least. Again, you know, this is at the very least. But and Dombele, he's he's class as well. You know, you mm. look at players and you know he he gives them so much praise on the news. Say, oh, these players are doing so well. But, what as soon as he loses, he turns against them again. And. Mm. Seems, yeah, and it's not like he would have known when he went to Tottenham. He's not gonna have the same funding as they do at, you know, United and mm. the other teams. So it's just, I don't know. Do you think he'll stay at the end of the season, Mourinho? I have a feeling he might not stay purely because I think if Kane leaves, he knows that team is just gonna landslide. Hmm. They're not gonna, even if they bring in a lot of money from him, they're not going to spend it all on anyone anywhere near the level of Kane because there, there are barely any players that can be at that level. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I think he'll he'll realise they're going to go into landslide. He does this a lot, and he knows when it's going to happen, like when it's really going to go badly, and he has to get out before that happens. Then it's yeah. not his fault. So. Mm. Uh, do, you, do you think uh, if he doesn't leave do you think they would get rid of him or... I don't know I don't necessarily think they'd want to sack him because they know what he can do as a manager but I also I'm not sure whether they realise you know what, what they're getting into with Mourinho you know there's a reason that he doesn't stay at clubs for more than a season yeah and like most most of the time with those clubs, he's you know first season he's managed to, you know really get really too well in the first season, then move on, um, and struggle in the second. But I, I just don't I don't think he's really got the I think the game's changed too much for him his style of the way he wants things to work to work anymore. Yeah, I've gone for a three-one United. Uh, win for me. I've gone one 0 United. I mm. think it, you know, United don't like attacking against um, against top. I, I know technically they're not a top six right now, but they are one of the top six. You know the usuals. Um, but they, uh, United don't tend to score many goals against the top six teams. You know they, they've. I think it's been nil nil in about six of the eight games or something. And. You know, I, I, I can't see this one being too different. I think United will win it, but I don't think it will be by a big margin. 
Yeah, well, I've gone for a high-scoring one for me just because uh, of just how good United's uh, attack has been recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's a low low-scoring game, just because of how Spurs are playing. To be honest. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, both got great attacking talent, but I, I mm. can't see it being a bit of a smash and grab game. You know, each team end to end, but. Somehow it will still be low scoring, in my opinion. But all right, so let's move on to the Sheffield United versus Arsenal. Uh, I've gone for a one nil to Arsenal, just because I don't feel like Sheffield United are good enough to be winning in this game. But I don't think Arsenal have been good enough to be dominating them. So that's why I've just gone for a small uh, score. What's what's your one? I've gone two nil. So similar sort of situation. Mm. I, I don't. Arsenal have some, a couple of, who have been more of their more uh, important players recently injured. You know, Saka didn't play the last one. Um, yeah. Since Liverpool, um, uh, you know, their big players aren't really performing every week at the moment. If like Aubameyang, um, but yeah, he was in the Liverpool game. It was like he was playing more, more left back. Yeah, he just doesn't. He doesn't seem to be the same player anymore. No. Um, He's not, you know, he used to be just a, such a clinical finisher, and he'd always just just be in the right position at the right time. Mm. But yeah, it's almost yeah. Have you seen Arteta's um, record? And I think it's like in the last fifty games or something, it's worse than um, Wenger and Emery's. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all, to be honest. You know, Arsenal fans for a, a long time they were, you know, they were calling for change with Wenger because they're upset that he was only getting top four. <laughs> um, but I mean, nowadays you're looking at you'd probably think that they, you know, they'd, they'd love to have him back. And yeah. Just get again. But you know, I can't I can't see that happening realistically for a few seasons because I don't think they're willing to put the money into the type of players they need to take that step up again. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting just to see how it's kind of gone for them in the few last few years, because it's just they seem to just be dropping quality each year, and you just it's hard to tell what it is because it must be something to do with the club internally. Because mm. I mean, who, who have they brought in? They brought in Odegaard. They brought in Party. You know, two players that they thought were going to sort of change their fortunes and. Yeah, they were going, and they haven't been bad or anything. They've been some of their better players actually. But you know, I, the only positive thing for them that I can see is you know people like Saka, people like Smith Rowe coming through from a young age. Mm. That's that's who they're going to be hoping sort of takes over their team going forward. But I mean, if they stay like this, they're not going to be there. Either. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I can't see Saka staying there with his talent if they're just going to be dropping off and maybe not even getting into the top top eight, if not that. Yeah, I mean, I can't see him. I can't see him going this season or anything. But um, no, I think it, year, yeah. he'll get he'll give it a little bit of time just to establish himself, really. Um, and then if they're not, you know, if they're not at his level, then he really should step up. Hmm. Yeah, uh, the next game we're going to talk about is West Brom versus Saints. Um, I've gone for a bit of a hopeful one. 
gone three two Saints. Um, I've gone with one all. I think it'll be a, a bit of a boring game. It's you know they're a tough team to break down. Yeah. Um, you know, although to be fair, against um, who did you play? You played Burnley against who are a similar team to play against. To be fair. Yeah. You, you you played well, but a couple of you know fortunate things that happened and could have gone the other way. Um, but I I think it'll be a close one. I'd, yeah, one all. There's not really much else to say for that game, if I'm honest. It's not really a very exciting game to talk it's, about. Yeah, it's difficult really because you can't. Like I mean, you're looking at a team that's down there, really Burnley. They're not. I don't think they're going down. No. Uh. I can't. I can't remember where they are, if I'm honest. Who? Burnley. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think. I think they're close, but I don't think they are going going down. I yeah. Think West West Brom will be interesting. Do you think West Brom will go down? Do you think? Because. Yeah, they're definitely down. That's yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know that it's easy. Think... They had a great game the other day, but you know <laughs> against a ten-man team. Yeah. Do you, is it possible for them to stay up? I can't. It, it is definitely statistically possible, but yeah, it would take quite a lot for both Fulham and Brighton. Is it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So for both Fulham and Brighton to go down, I might be saying the completely wrong team in Brighton, but definitely Fulham. Yeah. Um. What's the next one? City Leeds. Um, City Leeds. Leeds obviously came off a good result against Sheffield. You know, it's it's one of those sort of games where they they dominated it, but they they really should have probably scored more. Um, and you know, realistically, playing against Man City, mm. I can see them scoring against them. I th- I think it'll be a three-one City. Really? That's I literally I've literally written three-one <laughs> there as well. I don't know if you say it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think Leeds are, Leeds aren't doing terrible in the league, but I just can't see them. I think City are so good at the moment. I just can't see them beating them. You can't really see many teams taking points off them at this stage. Yeah. You know, even though they don't necessarily need them anymore. You know, maybe towards the end, you know, like Liverpool did, they could drop points if they, you know, get a bit. That they they don't concentrate as much when they when they've officially won it or whatever. Mm. But, you know I can't see whilst, whilst they still need still technically need the points. I think they'll just keep on keep on going as they are. Yeah, City just seem to be taking over. Um, now Liverpool versus Aston Villa. Again, difficult one really. Yeah. Don't really know about. Villa, because I know Grealish, there's a small chance he might be injured still. And, um, mm, you know, that's what, yeah. If he's not there, I can't see them challenging it. Yeah, that's why it's a hard one to predict for this one. Because yeah. without knowing whether he'll play or not, like, the, the predictions are completely different. Because yeah. he is kind of the, he's, without hitting him in the Aston Villa team, it's almost like, like they play with 10 men without him. Yeah, it's definitely not the same. Um, but what, what scoreline have you gone for? I've gone for. I don't know. Because oh, I've written mine down, but mine's, mine's if Greedish does play, which is just yeah. it's 1 0 Liverpool. 
because I think I no sorry it's three 0 Liverpool if he doesn't play if he does play it's a two one Liverpool because I still think Liverpool will win mm. but at the same time I think I think Grealish would tr- contribute or score against them. Yeah, I've I've gone two one actually. Mm. I you know I've just sort of taken the the guess that he might play because I know he was he was only doubtful for the last game even. And he didn't end up playing in that one, but I, th- I can see, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he came back for this one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll he'll want to play this, even if he's not not 100% fit. I can see him trying to still play in this game. Yeah, but obviously, you know, playing against a Liverpool team who really were a bit lacklustre up until now. Um, yeah. Struggling, but, you know, Jota seems to bring what they've been missing. Even, even, you know, Mane and Salah are supposed to be their, you know, two main players right now. And they're not, they're not really, to be honest. You know, Salah got his goal the other day, but I don't think he would have been able to get through as easily if, if they weren't already winning from the job. Yeah. So, uh, for the next prediction, it's Crystal Palace versus Chelsea. Uh, What's your prediction for Um, this game? I've gone two now. Okay. I'm back them, obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, I I think obviously Silver won't be playing the next one. Yeah, because of the red card. Yeah, so it'll be back to the team that really, really was, you know, getting to be a solid back line. And yeah. Uh, I think I think, you know, we will we'll come out and we really need to prove something, you know, there's been Problems in training apparently after the game um, with a couple of people. Although what the main problem apparently was with Rudiger and Kepa, and mm. neither played. So <laughs> I don't think it's related necessarily. You know, obviously yeah. going to come out and say, "Oh, they're fighting because of this game." But you know, yeah, it's a it's a good story to write. Yeah, really. it's, like you got to get it somehow. So yeah. Yeah, what have you gone? I've gone two one Chelsea because I think you I think you will win this game, but because of the last game, I think you might you're not going to be at a hundred percent. I think you'll just be trying to find yourself again. But I do think you you will still beat Crystal Palace. Um, it would be interesting actually because we've um we've got another game before then. Obviously, what's, sorry, what's the game before? Porto. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, on Wednesday night. Um and. You know, that's the thing. Like, as bad as the result was the other day, if we go and win against Porto, none of us will care anymore. <laughs> mm. So it's it's a difficult one, really. You know, we'll, we'll you know everything's going to go into that those two Porto games over the next few weeks, whenever they are. And the you know a couple of Prem games are probably going to be second second to us, really. Do you want to do a quick prediction for the Porto game? Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a, again, it's a difficult one to predict because Porto are a difficult team to, you know, I don't know too much about them, to be honest. Um, obviously, you know, they did well against Juventus and they really played well, but I, I think, you know, that they seem to be scoring, free scoring against that Juventus defence, which, you mm. know, seem to struggle to keep up with them. And I think, you know, defensively, apart from obviously the last game, We've been quite solid recently, um, and I, you know, 
Christensen will probably come back in. And with those, I think what we were really missing in that last game, when we obviously lost the man, was we didn't have sort of the same format of getting up the pitch. And we, you know, a man down is can be a lot to a system if, if that's what it relies on. You know, everyone doing their job. And I, I think I think we, we can beat them. I think the first leg, it won't be a high scoring or anything. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to go 1-0 again. Okay. Who's a uh, lot? I'm not. Can't really remember who Porto have. Do they have like a star player? Or? Um, I mean, in the last game, it was probably Pepe. Okay, yeah. He's obviously, you know, he's quite how old. How old is he? Yeah, he's like thirty. Exactly how old he is? Probably thirty-five. Yeah. But you know, he he's still quite solid. To be fair to him. Mm. And, I guess if you're a centre back as well, you can be a, like a top class player for longer. Definitely, you know that that as a winger or something, you need you know you need to keep your speed, mm. you know your technical skills and stuff. But centre back, you can get away with playing at a decent level. Till you, you know as long as you keep your fitness and stuff up. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that'll be a good clip for TikTok. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to the reactions. Um, Leicester Man City, you know, that was a 2 0 to City. Um, you know, De Bru- he's the free kick at the start, I and mean, De Bruyne hits the, hits the crossbar. That would be so nice, I went in. Yeah, it was, it was just sort of a perfect strike, really. Yeah. And it's, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think Leicester really proved much of a problem for Man City. I think, you know, maybe with, Barnes and Madison, as I've said a few times already, I think you know it could have, you know, they could have caused them a few problems at, at least. But mm. yeah, and then M- Mendy curls one in. Uh, you don't really expect from no. Mendy, but no, it's like he like did a dummy as well before. Yeah, I know it was, it was such a well finished goal, really. You know? Yeah, especially for a left back who hasn't played in. You know, hasn't been properly playing in the team. You know, he's been dropped most weeks for Zinchenko. Mm. So, yeah, considering how he must have been there for a few years now, and he hasn't really played much due to injury and you know, this 50, season's fifty million. Who's you know when he has played, he hasn't really performed very well either. So, mm. but I feel like a Man City fifty millions of it. Yeah, Man City fifty. <laughs> any other team ten million. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then Jesus uh, scored kind of like a sway goal. Yeah, um, I don't, it was uh, st- from Sterling though. It's a bit. Mm. I know it went in in the end, so you know you can't say well, you know it's still a goal. But yeah, he could have just scored it straight away, and I think any you know natural striker would have just shot that. But he went, you know, the, the ball came across to him, and he had an open goal, and he held it up and passed it back across. Seemed a yeah. bit yeah. I feel like because um, it's like he passed it across and then Sterling kind of messed it up so he had to pass it back. But it was a it was a well taken finish I guess from Jesus. Yeah. yeah. You know the goal went in so mm. it's what it is. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of what you expect from from City at the moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so let's move on to the Arsenal-Liverpool game. 
So that was a 3-0 win uh, for Liverpool. Yeah, Salah scored, I think it was Salah's 150th appearance in the Premier League and his 93rd goal. Oh, wow. Uh, Good record. Mm. Um, obviously, first half was, you know, poor from both teams, really. Yeah. Very poor. As I was saying in the preview, Jota came on and he made the difference. Um, you know, for yeah. realistically looking at that game, um, I was impressed. Obviously, Arnold, with his absence from the England team, you know, he had something to prove and he came out and he played really well. You know, he, he didn't get involved that much in the first half. Not, no one really did, to be fair. But, you know, his cross for the first Jota goal was perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's a great header, great cross. Um, he, yeah, he he was probably one of the, I'd say from that game, he was the best player because he kind of push, he pushed Aubameyang back, like. Yeah, you you could you could argue him definitely. I've, you know, I I think the the difference maker in that game obviously was Jota. Um, I think you know he, as soon as he came on the pitch for I think it was Firmino. Um, you know, the, the tempo just went up so much higher. And it, it just, you know, it it put Arsenal on the back foot and instantly Liverpool just seemed to look, you know, look really dangerous again, which they haven't for up to this level for a while. Yeah, Yota scored as well to make it free because he scored the first and then he scored the third. Like, he's just... Because when he got brought in, I assume he wasn't meant to be a starting player when he first got brought in. It's almost like he was a, a player who would be a sub every now and then. Yeah, I mean, you looked but, at it, he was playing left balls mostly. Yeah. You know, looking at it as like, well, they've got Mane, why, why? Like, why have they done that? But, you yeah. know, I mean, half the time he's coming and played up front for them. Yeah. For me, no. So, you know, it was a, it was a good, um, good acquisition for them. Yeah he's, yeah, he's such a good player. But to be fair, he is kind of annoying me on my football manager save. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the real question is, we've spoken about this a bit already, but it's about like everything going wrong with Arsenal was the main highlight from that game. Because they just they just seem so bad. It just You don't expect this from an Arsenal team. Like I think it's difficult. Because, I mean, looking at Arsenal, I don't you know, I think we've we've already actually spoken this season once about how um, the the problems with Arsenal. Mm. You know, they 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 went on a little bit of a good run, and and then it just went back again. It, I don't I don't think, you know, I don't I don't think it's necessarily Arteta's fault, but you know that I don't I think if this manager wasn't Arteta in you know on this run in the position they're in. I think it would be a whole different story to their reaction to it. Mm. Yeah. I remember listening to the pundits on it. I think Mika Richards was, he said, uh, when you think of Arsenal, you think of like all the great teams. And this just isn't, this team is just like so bad at the moment. But I feel like they should keep Arteta, just finish the contract. Yeah. It should. <laughs> Yeah, see if they can change some things in the summer. But I mean, the issue they've got now is, you know, their their main player is Aubameyang, and he's, you know, he's on a few year contract. Arsenal do that; they're very stupid with money and contracts. You know, as much as I, 
at the time I didn't want to lose William to Arsenal. You know that we weren't willing to give him two years because he may not last two years. You yeah, know, it's a stupid thing to do. Realistically, you know, even if he did really well, it would still be a stupid decision to have given him that contract because that when they're at that age, you know, Aubameyang's been given a essentially a contract till the end of his career now, if he wants it. Yeah. Um, like, what, what what motivation does he have to keep playing now? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, it's it doesn't really make sense why they they don't seem to be very clever with these contracts, which I just don't understand. No, I'm, I'm not sure what what's going on really, but I don't think I don't think necessarily Arteta's had much say in the sort of people he's brought in, but um. You know, I, I think they do need to sort out that contract side because a lot of their money is going on to these people. You know, they're paying William like 200 grand a week or something, mm. which is more than he was getting at Chelsea, and he's got two years. We were only going to give him one year because that's the sensible thing to do. Yeah. Like, of a player that age, that is just, that's all you can give them. That's why uh, loads of people have left us in the past because Chelsea are willing to give contracts to people that are 32 years old to play for another two years. Like, it's just... Uh, I, I don't get how they can seriously think that's a good idea. Hmm. Yeah. So, let's move on to the Southampton versus Burnley game. Uh, you know, it, it didn't start off in the best way of the penalty. Um, at the time, I'm not going to lie, I said it wasn't a pen. But when you watch... you know, <laughs> When you watch it back, you know it is, but you <laughs> always say it isn't because it's your he team. He completely missed the tackle, didn't he, really? Yeah, he just... It, but, I don't know if it was like an anger thing or it's just just missed the tackle, but... Yeah. Either way, you know, it, it happened and he's mm. still been good walk pieces for you, so it's not something... It was him that gave it away, right? Yeah, because uh, he got, like, kind of pulled back. Uh, oh, but there wasn't, there wasn't, like, enough on it to be a foul on him, to be yeah. honest. And then he just like went for his leg, basically took took his legs down. Yeah. I mean, what did you, yeah? What do you think about the actual penalty, like the the how it was taken? Do you think Forster should have saved it or? No, I think you know what would a lot of those sort of players are clever with how they take penalties. You know, yeah. You if you hit it hard, you've got more of a chance to score. Like no matter where it goes, that's what that sort of penalty is the one that Lampard used to take every time he took one. Mm. Like, hit it high and he hit it slightly to the side and you know yeah you could say maybe he should have saved it but I, t- I, I personally wouldn't blame Forster at all you know it's a yeah. You, even yeah I if, thought it was a great one yeah like you, you know you could dive low you could dive high and it, it, it's, it's difficult I, I don't think you can ever really blame a keeper for a penalty especially if they don't even get a hand to it yeah um yeah, so uh, it was kind of, and the uh, I don't know how to say his name, but is it Vidra of? Oh, Vidra, I think. Yeah, his uh, his goal was such a good goal. Yeah, it's a good strike. It was a no- it was hard to get annoyed at it because it was such a good strike. Like, he's just a brilliant half volley. Um, he's a weird player. You know, he do- he does nothing for about ten games, and then he'll just score a good goal randomly. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> he spends too much time doing nothing to be a good player, really. Yeah, I was quite I was quite impressed with how Saints were able to get back into the game as well. Yeah, um, 
because earlier on, like because the uh, Armstrong, was, that girl was a great girl. The the Ings girl was a decent one, and the Redmond one was also a good girl. Yeah, Ings's goal was good. The only thing I would say is very poor defending from Burnley as well. Mm. You know, she's just... surprised by Burnley as well because you expect their defending to be better. They just sort of let him almost take it off them, and and mm. he, he just got through so easily. You know, maybe it's just that he, you know, out out outdid them, but it it just looked like it was too easy for him.
but yeah, um, so did fun. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, again, they are like are young, so you don't. Oh yeah, I don't really give a shit about that. Yeah, I, I honestly don't I, care. I don't <laughs> see why why he hasn't been given a chance. To be honest, I, I I think you know you're looking at the strikers that have been given a chance. I think no, actually, I do see why he hasn't been given a chance because even United aren't giving him that chance to play up front. But I think he could hit. I think if he'd have, if he's given the rest of the season up top, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he got like one of those last striker spots for the Euros. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, especially if they do increase the size of the squad, like we were speaking about last week. Um, so let's move on to the player of the week. Who have you selected this week? So I've gone for someone um, mainly because of I think the impact they had on the game, you know, he only actually played half the game. Okay. Makes it a difficult one, but I've gone with Jota. I went with Arnold. Um, yeah. Just because of, cause personally, just seeing how he played and how he, like, kind of forced Aubameyang to not be able to get into the game. But I think I think Jota is also a good shout, if I'm honest. Um, it, I feel like it had to be a Liverpool player. Yeah, like, you know, you you could argue a West Brom player as well, but yeah, maybe. Um, but you know, from watching Liverpool, you know, I think they beat a very good side, and they didn't really let them in the game. And I think Jota came on and he made that difference, and so did Arnold when he was there. So I think both good shouts, Rob. Mm. So let's move on to we could do a preview because Real Madrid are playing Barcelona, so good for El Clasico one. Uh, what score have you you put yourself? I've gone with 2-1 Barcelona. I've gone for a bit of a bigger score. Oh, really? Mine's a 4-3. 4-3? Barcelona, I think it's a difficult one. You know, I don't regularly watch the Spanish league, so it's hard to put a prediction on it. But with, you know, both of their positions, they're both up there, but Atletico is still the league. Yeah. None of them are have got any European to football to worry about anymore. Mm. Um, sorry, no, Real Madrid do. Well, I'm lying. Real Madrid have got Liverpool. Oh, yeah, I don't know why. Tuesday. Um, but, you know, I, I think... I, I personally think Barca will win it, but I don't still know too much to go into too much detail on it. Yeah, I think... I've kind of got... Just by looking at some of their past score, scores, I haven't really seen... An awful lot, but Barcelona are scoring a lot. Like they played against Real Sociedad, and I think they won six one. Oh really? So it's well, I I I know you hear a lot of people saying how Barcelona aren't great, but if like I've looked at the table here, like they've played twenty twenty eight games and got sixty two points. Atletico at the top with sixty six points, and they've played twenty nine games. Oh, so they're not that. They're only if they win their next game in hand, they're only really one one point behind mm. the league. Yeah, I know I know Atletico yeah. have struggled again more recently. Yeah. So makes it a bit bit more even again. But um yeah, you know, I think uh, as much as I, I think Atletico are a decent team, I you know, from watching them against Chelsea obviously I didn't see they didn't really show much. Mm. I do think Real Madrid or Barca will somehow come through and win it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can 
I think you can see it being a close game because they are both playing really well at the moment. Yeah, so let's go into... We've made a combined team of Barcelona and Real Madrid. We've tried to go off players who are fit. So apologies if any of them are, um, but we're pretty sure these all are. Uh, so let's start off with the formation. Uh, what formation have you gone for, Louis? Gone for a, technically a 4-4-2. Alright, I've gone 4-3-3. Three, three. Okay. Let's start off in goal. Uh, I've gone for Ter Stegen. Who have you gone? I've gone for Courtois. I was looking between them and, uh, you know, obviously, as I said before, I don't watch it much. So I, I looked into statistically, you know, Courtois' save percentage and clean sheets are both higher. It literally yeah. the only reason I went for him. Yeah, I can see Real Madrid have uh, conceded 23 and Barcelona have conceded 24. So Fairly even, yeah. It's quite... It's one of those which it's not like a a big difference. Mm. But let's go on to the defence. So my left back I've gone with is Jordi Alba. I've gone with Dion Varane in the central and Dest at right back. Uh, what's your defence? Yeah. I've gone with Dest as well. I've gone with Lengley, Militao and Marcelo. Okay. They're a bit different, you know, I think. Alba is probably better than Marcelo these days, but from you know looking at the past, I you know I I loved watching Marcelo play. Yeah, pretty much why I've gone for him. Five star skill moves on FIFA, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I centre back wise, I wasn't sure. You know, yeah, I know De Jong's been playing there more recently. I wasn't sure whether he should count in defence yeah. or. Yeah, well, that's, I only put him there because that's where he seems to be playing at the moment. But um, but yeah, I'll move on to the midfielders. So I've got three midfielders. So I've got... I went with Busquets just because he's quite a solid player. Uh, Asensio and Modric. Okay. I've gone with Modric, Casemiro as my two centre mids. Okay. I put. I know they're not technically right mid-left mid. They're more wingers. So mm. it's more 4-2-4 almost. But okay. I've gone with Messi and Hazard. Okay. Because yeah. I wanted to fit in two strikers. Um, and so I thought, you know, put Messi right mid. Hazard technically is, I think he's doubtful for the game, but he's still, he's not actually definitely unfit for it. So. Okay. Who are your two strikers? Griezmann and Benzema. Okay, because my front three is uh, Messi on the right, Benzema... And then I've just put Griezmann on the left because I want to fit him in, even though he's more of a striker at the moment. But um, but yeah, I think they're both quite solid teams, to be honest. Yeah, you know, we've got a little bit different here and there, but you know, same sort of same sort of areas on things really. Uh, who who have you gone for as your manager? Uh, I don't even know who the Barcelona manager is. If I'm honest, Coman, isn't it? Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, even after hearing it, I definitely wouldn't choose um, Zidane. You know? Yeah, I've got Zidane as well. And for Real Madrid, you know, he's definitely underrated in my opinion. You know, he won them. I know more recently he hasn't been as good, but, you know, he won them Champions League and the league whilst he was mm. here. So. Yeah, the thing is, I would say Coman isn't great, but I guess he's doing... He could still win, win a league, but yeah, I okay. think overall he's probably not been great. Um, I, you know, I I choose Zidane because of what he's currently already done. 
But yeah, I, you know, fair play if you choose Coleman. Mm. So let's move on to the fantasy football uh, section. I think we forgot to speak about this last week, but so we'll talk about this week. Uh, so I've added two players because I haven't done it in the past, past couple of weeks, I think. So mm. I put I put Ian Atro and I put Yotta in because Liverpool playing Aston Villa, Yotta might get one, maybe. Yeah, without Brutus, you know that they they couldn't mm. go away with it. Um, you know, looking at the, who who was oh yeah Ian Atro, um, who are they playing? They're playing West Ham. It could be a tough one actually. Mm. Um, I mainly got him because I had I think I had like ten million. And I decided to get rid of like a four million player, get Ian Atro because he's only worth five million, and then I had a bit more. Okay. Spend. Um. Yeah, I, I haven't actually made my changes as of yet, because I'm gonna wait for <laughs> till you. I usually wait till the day before. Hmm. Try and make sure that people don't get injured between now and then. You got any ideas of I, players you might do? I'm, I'm looking at the games like. I I love putting. You know, Man City v Leeds. You know, it looks like a a game that you could put people in, but I, I'm just too scared to put Man City players in because half of them, you know, they could be playing their best football ever, and they could still just get benched. So it's difficult. I, I'd probably say I'll probably go with Jota. Um, no, hundred yeah. percent back and fit and everything. You know, playing against Villa, who. Although they are very strong defensively, and they have been this season. You know, I'll have to have a look at it, because I, I can't even remember who I put in last week. I made, like, three, four changes last week. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, I mean, you know, we we could do a pre- quick prediction for Liverpool Real Madrid. Yeah, let's let's do that. I believe tomorrow, as in Tuesday. Mm, yeah, I think that'll be an interesting one actually, seeing Liverpool play against you know a team that aren't necessarily on their best either. I, I'd go for two all first leg. Yeah, I I, I went one all. One all, okay. I think it'll be a close game, but I don't think it's going to be a ridiculous amount of goals. Um, yeah. They're both solid, solid sides at the moment. From recent form, I think they are. But that, it will be an interesting game to see. Um yeah, well, well. Yeah, 
do you think uh, who do you think will win like overall for those for them? Um, I think Liverpool will. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just I do think they will. You know, um, Real Madrid are without Ramos, which I think will be you know a big miss for them. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I think I think you're probably right there. Because I think. I think overall Liverpool will win, but do you think it'll go into like extra time or penalties, or do you think second I think, leg? I think they'll win it by maybe one goal in normal time. That's my, I guess you know I said two all for the first one, so maybe a a two one in the second one. Are they home or away? Do you know for the first leg? I don't know, but I think it's being played on neutral ground now. So does that does that mean the away goal rule doesn't exist? No, it does exist. It's just a bit. Oh, it seems pointless. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's really a knocking friend plays home in the the first leg. Because then in the second leg, if they go to extra time, they get away goals count still. Which oh. Any sense to me? Yeah, it's it's kind of just a pointless rule without fans anyway. It's just like I don't yeah. know. We're we're playing our our game against Porto in at the Sevilla Stadium, I think. Okay. So, is that is that like halfway between I, I don't Portugal think... and England or something? I don't, that's, <laughs> I don't know, but, that's what I think. You know, yeah. there's in the fight there. I, you know, Giroud likes that ground. He scored four there last time. Yeah. So, he, should, he should just have it at St. Mary's. He scores a lot there. Ex- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, who knows? <laughs> yeah. But that's a terrible experience podcast. Um, if you enjoyed... Give it a like, subscribe. And yeah, we'll be back again next week. This may be, may come out a day after the last podcast, but you know, just what, just what we do. (laughs) (laughs) See see you next time. Thank you for listening to Football Experience. We also have social medias you can follow. Our TikTok is at the Football Experience. Twitter is the Football Experience XP. The Instagram is v.footballexperience. We're also on many different podcast platforms. We're on YouTube, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public as well. We also have a website, which is thefootballexperiences.co.uk. So it's got an S on the end. And yeah, thank you for listening and all the support. If you can leave us any reviews or anything, that would be great. Your reviews on Apple are, are so useful. And yeah, thank you for all the support.